clap on three. One, two, three. <laughs> I started the gym in 2008. One of the first memories I have is I was sitting on the loading dock, and the building that we occupied, it had all kinds of, I mean, I don't know if it was asbestos, but we had to rent a power washer to blow all of that stuff off of the roof. And I remember being basically soaked, a pair of Vans, board shorts, no shirt, and this stuff all over me. I'm sure it's taken a couple of years off my life by that. But I remember sitting on the loading dock with my girlfriend, who's now my wife, and saying to her something along the lines of, hey, would you be okay if I never had a regular job for the rest of my life? And, and fortunately, she was like, I don't think she knew what that meant. But she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. Unbeknownst to her, I think what I was really saying was, hey, would it be okay if I never worked <laughs> for the rest of my life? And for the first couple of years of the gym, you probably don't know this, but uh, my brother and I, we didn't even pay ourselves. So it was literally a hobby. So how, how I got into this as far as gym ownership was – not under the pretense that this was going to be my profession. It wasn't this long-term game plan of how I was going to become an expert or how I was going to um, cast this vision of what it would be uh, to be a professional coach. And a couple years later, I did start paying myself. And it transitioned from being all about, let's be honest, all about me, because all I wanted was a clubhouse to be a gym rat in. That was that was the synthesis of opening a gym to trying to get as, as great as I could at this one thing, which was coaching group fitness. So as you know, like went down a great journey of not only doing that in our gym but coaching other coaches, specifically through CrossFit, and, you know, taking that basically as far as you could take it. In 2018, as we described on previous episodes, there's kind of this moment of crisis where I thought, I don't know how much of an impact I'm really making by being a great fitness instructor. By being a great group fitness instructor, what, what lasting impact am I really making? If I'm doing something great, it may be just by coincidence. And then the real shocker was that there's a big discrepancy between health and fitness and that what I really wanted to do was coach health. And so you fast forward to today, we're in a building that we have the great blessing of owning. Uh, we have six full-time coaches that manage their own tribe of athletes, you being one of them. And we're on this very different trajectory towards coaching health than where we started. So with that as an intro, I'm Spencer. Please introduce yourself, sir. I'm Chance. Oh, don't give him just the first name, baby. <laughs> I am Chancellor Mitchell. Chance, don't hold back don't on hold him. Back. Give him all four. I am Chancellor Rashad Jacoby Mitchell. Now we're cooking. <laughs> Chance is someone that I would consider one of my favorite people on earth. We've worked together for how long now? Three years now. 
And oh. you've been coaching for for how long in total? About five. About five. So almost half of that has been together. Yes, sir. Uh, best shoe out there? Mm. Classic. Authentic. Red. White laces, white bottom, Vans. Wow, that's a great answer. And the the song that you need to come on to walk into uh, any type of arena and feel really confident is what? Mm. I've got Sunshine by The Temptations. Mm. That David Ruffin voice makes a person just smile. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is a very revealing statement because Chance not only knows that song, but he knows the 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 singer. That's the guy with the glasses, right? David Ruffin. David yeah. Ruffin, guy with the glasses. <laughs> that tells you that Chance's music catalog is deep. What's one thing that people need to know about you that are listening to this right now? Love music. I have a love for music, and I think the idea of music portraying your personality is one good way to say, hey, that's who I am, but it doesn't give all the insight. So if I had to answer that question truthfully, I love people, mm. right? And the people who make the music gives you a little bit more insight about why they wrote it and you know the meaning behind it. And so I love people and interacting with people, human interconnectedness what we're doing right now is kind of what it boils down to that underlying surface of music. And I bet that anybody that knows you that has interacted with you would say a loud amen to that. And along those lines today, we thought it would be really cool to treat this more like a, a Q and a, which will turn into a, a, a natural conversation. We were saying yesterday that you and I have a lot of these where you're really good about asking questions um, I feel very honored when you do that because it, it feels like I'm providing value to you. And so as simple as we could make that, we thought, well, why don't we just turn this into something that we record? And the theme today is becoming a coach. Some of the things that we'll dig into is, well, we'll, we'll let that be a surprise, but, but it'll almost be like, um, yeah, everybody gets to be a fly in the wall to some of these conversations that we've had over the years. That sound good? Sounds great. So fire away, man. What do you got? Well, I like the part you started out with. And to kind of ask more into that and dig a little deeper, uh, what is the difference between fitness and health? The difference between fitness and health. Fitness, you could equate to biology. Anything that we do on the gym floor, we can measure it. We can measure what your cardiorespiratory endurance is. We can measure what your strength is. We can measure what your flexibility is, what your stamina, which is a gas exchange. We can do uh, lots of tests to figure out how your biology has improved. And I believe that for the last many years, the whole industry has been focused around performance, physical performance. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's lots of ways to do that. There's lots of modalities to 
specifically focus on one of those elements of fitness. And then there's programs that are broad in general where they try to do some strength training. They try to incorporate some flexibility. They work on energy systems and so on and so forth. But regardless of how broad or narrow that is, it's still only one aspect of what it means to be healthy. Health is much more broad. So even with fitness, we can think of that as one silo, one container, and you can go really, really deep with that, even if it's still general. Within that, there's there's even more specificity you could have. So an example of that is you could specialize in being as strong as you want, or you could just say, hey, I'm going to be a, a jack of all trades. That's still only one part of what it means to be healthy. And there's been people a lot smarter than myself that have said, hey, to be healthy, you have to think about nutrition. You have to think about sleep, stress, recovery, and then probably the deepest level of all, and I think that's a good way to, to visualize this, is, is like a, um, the depth of a swimming pool. You know, at the surface level, it's fitness. And, man, just that aspect can be very detailed and take a lifetime to get good at it. But it's, it doesn't represent what the whole ocean is. Uh, maybe another analogy is you can have like a nice, neat little map and not to go on a tangent, but for a long time, uh, you know, cartographers, map makers knew that when they were creating a map, it wasn't really a representation of what the full territory looked like. It was just their best. It was just their best caricature of what they knew. And so you can think of fitness as the map and health as the real territory. And for health, it's much more expansive in terms of including these things that I mentioned. And probably the deepest level where you need uh, your scuba certification is, is thinking through thoughts, which leads to behaviors, which leads to action. And so for health, to say that you want to focus on that is implying that you are trying to to juggle quite a few balls at the same time. Does that answer your question? I love that. I love the map and the territory for sure. That makes me even want to ask a deeper question. Peel that layer back a little okay. bit. Okay. What is the difference between difference between a health and fitness coach the difference between a fitness coach and a health coach is someone that has decided I want to I want to specialize in this one area of health I want to only speak into all of the different aspects of performance and there may be some bleed over uh, I think of like sports specific coaches they're still going to talk about nutrition they may not may they absolutely are going to talk about recovery they're going to talk about these things but it's under the target and the bullseye of performance 
And so by and large, they're still focused on the biological aspect of how can we optimize this physical being that we have. You can, as we've talked about in previous episodes, you can be really, really physically fit and it not set you up for a lifetime of well-being. And so there's a difference between the two. And if we, if we introduce that word well-being, then we probably have to define it. And there's lots of definitions there. I'll give you the one that I like the best. Well-being is thinking about the long-term trajectory of your physical and your mental health. When you throw both of those words in there, it means that you have to consider what you're doing short-term and the long-term ramifications from that. So if we're talking about performance, it is absolutely geared towards the short-term. So I think one distinction is playing the long game versus the short game. So that's one difference between coaching health and coaching fitness. And then I think maybe a simple way to, to sum it up is that you are you're communicating as a health coach, I want to coach all of these different areas. And we'll say there's four, right? Absolutely, I want to coach the biology. I want to coach the fitness. But I want us to have detailed conversations, prescriptions, and direction for nutrition. I want us to have specific protocols for sleep, for general recovery, and for you handling stress, which as you get older is absolutely paramount. That goes from being the bottom of the barrel to something that is at the top of the pyramid. And then the murkiest, cloudiest water, the deepest level, is I want you and I to have conversations around what's going on up here. And I want us to talk about that. And I want us to make sure that those thoughts that precede behaviors, that precede actions, are to use a very coachy word, in alignment. I want to make sure that, and I'll say it, the street <clears throat> version, that you're not thinking something so stupid that it keeps you from being the person that you want to be, physically and mentally. I like that distinguish that that distinction between those two. And this is a little bunny trail of a question. Okay. But do you think there's a cap or there's a limit to that fitness coach because of the athletes they are acquiring, because they aren't getting the rest of these other or tapping into these other entities of that experience? Do you feel like, hey, that athlete and that coach relationship will end at a certain point and it's only a matter of time and when? It's good that I shared a little bit of my story because it would be hypocritical of me to say anything other than no because for a long, long time, that's all I cared about. Before opening the gym, I was a sport performance coach. I was a personal trainer. And all we talked about was exercise selection and performance. So there's nothing wrong. Furthermore, as we're at different stages of our own life, this thing I'm talking about, if I was 22, to be on the receiving end of it, I would want probably 1% of what a health coach could provide. And so I, I want to make sure, and it's just like everything else, one's not good and the other's bad. 
there's just different tools for different seasons of life. And, you know, the, the role of a, of a great fitness coach is absolutely paramount. What we're talking about is my own bias and my own bias, and we can get into that and why I think it's so important for lots of us to make that transition is to coach health. But that's only because I know what it looks like to coach fitness and to coach it for a long, long time. So I'm not shitting on fitness coaching. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not pooping on any way to express yourself or coach yourself physically. I'm, I got that Zen answer where I think all of it's good. But there's going to come a point in time where someone needs more than just that. And I want to have the answers and the skill set. And I want to be surrounded by people like you that can say, yeah, let's go. This thing that you didn't know existed, we've been doing it for years. Come on. Does that answer your question? It does. Okay. I have another question. This is good. It's good. I'm sweating. So in my mind, I'm, I'm looking at it as a, as a road. And if you think about it, fitness coach, health coach, it's just one road. And that exit comes a little bit sooner, maybe, depending on what you know, road you take. Mm-hmm. What would you say is something, or how would you advise someone to get started down this road? Man, I would want them to, to be able to not hack the process, and I'll explain that. But it certainly doesn't take 15 years to get there. I think there's three things that you need. One is you need to get educated. There's no, so, so if I was starting out today and it was 2023, I was like, hey, I want to go down the road of being this, this holistic coach. I want to have these different aspects to my game, this, this pretty broad skill set. Information is so available for that. And I would spend the first six months almost like the matrix, like going in and downloading as much cursory level information as possible. And I say cursory because there's no way that you could become an expert across the field of all these things that we mentioned. Cognitive coaching, recovery, nutrition, fitness. There's people that have specialized in those and it's taken a a lifetime to do that. So I don't believe that specialization is the key, but to be sharp enough with each one of these things that you won't hurt somebody when you have a conversation with them about it. So nutrition, what's wonderful about that is there's a lot of, there's a lot of nuances, there's a lot of opinions, there's very few rules, there's a lot of methods, there's very few principles. I would go into each one of these categories and I would try to figure out what are the principles. I would try to wade through all the BS and be like, hey, for strength conditioning, what are the basic ways to train energy systems? What's the basic ways to get strong? What are across the board consistencies with all of these different ways that people are doing this that they agree upon? And there are answers to that, right? So I would look at the principles of each one of these four levels and say, hey, what are these things that if I stick to these principles, it's not going to mess anybody up? Because just like the medical profession, the number one rule here is to do no harm. And so step one is I would, you know, if money were were no object, 
and I had time, I would try to fast track as much of that as I possibly could. And I would, I would go out and I would research like, okay, if I was, if I was a specialist in this one area, what are the resources I would use? If I was uh, a psychotherapist, if I was um, uh, a counselor, what are the tools that I would want to use for this particular thing around conversations dealing with mindset and uh, thought process? If I was a nutritionist, what are the resources that they would draw upon? And what's cool is that they're out there. And a big reason that we're doing this podcast is to dig into some of those specific skills, right? But I think as a general first step, that's what I would do. Not expect to be an expert because you can go down you can go down a rabbit hole to say I can't do something until I have all the knowledge. And that's a lie. That's absolutely a lie. So you want to get a baseline, cursory level understanding. And then you got to get in there. You got to get in there. You have to work. Dirty four-letter word in this industry is work. And there is no way to shortchange that. There's no way to get in and have experiences with people. And what's crazy is, and what I think somebody listening to this can absolutely improve upon with what I did, for I bet chance for multiple years, I had very few one-on-one interactions with people. And if I did, there was this nice security blanket that all we were gonna talk about was exercise. It was very superficial. It was that it was that surface level. And that was my own insecurity. And I think honestly, it was because I didn't know how to talk to people. But here's what's so great about being a health coach or going down this road of just being a coach in general. It has precious little. It has a little, right? So it's not nothing. But it has much less to do with what you know. And it has way more to do with you showing up for that person and listening and caring. And I'm here to tell you that if you do that and somebody feels that, they're going to care less and less about what your credentials are. They're going to care less and less about how much experience you have because they can feel that. And this thing that I'm talking about, I will be captivated by for the rest of my life. You know how tired I got of coaching the air squad? Decades ago. (laughs) You know how tired I am of sitting down with somebody and trying to go deeper and deeper into who they are? Bro, that will keep my attention until I have my last breath. And so this aspect of experience, sure, it's getting reps and coaching people up and down. And it's saying, hey, you know, eat uh, protein the size of your fist. You know, it's specific protocols. But the deeper level of that, the deeper level is being able to understand the human condition and to be patient with it. And there's no shortchanging that. You just have to get reps. You just have to sit with people and you have to listen. And every time that you have one of those conversations, you have to be like, man, what, what did I learn from that? And will we ever master that? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. If I keep doing this for the next 30 years, think how good 
I'm going to be at that. Think how good I'm going to be at sitting with somebody, listening, and with all that experience, saying, you know what? I think this is the right question to ask them next. Dude, hmm. I'll be doing that. I will never get bored of that. Hmm. Now, the last thing, and I can go on with that one oh, for a long time. Hot. This is good. The last part is to just get over yourself. And I'll explain. This thing that we're talking about, for years, I didn't want to touch because it felt too much. It felt overwhelming. I had guys that I was coaching with. They were like, hey, I'm not going to touch that. I'm not going to touch these things that I'm not an expert on. Because they didn't want to look like a punk. They didn't want to come across as being a phony. But it's the wrong focus here. The focus is not on you, and it's not on me as the facilitators. The focus is on the person that you are deeply listening to. You are parroting back what they said, and you're asking further questions along these trains of thought that we've already described. There's nothing inauthentic about that. Now, this word like imposter syndrome, it gets thrown around a lot. But guess what? You're absolutely an imposter. And so am I. It's okay. It's okay for me to not have all of the answers. And I think that's a misconception with coaching is that you're supposed to be this omnipotent being who's the fittest and who's the smartest and who's the most experienced. But you got to start somewhere. So you just own it. Be like, yeah, of, of course. I'm five years into this. I don't know everything. But if you put all the focus on you and what you know, you're going to feel like a phony and you're going to feel like a fraud every single time that you do this. But if you put the focus on authentically wanting to show up and help somebody, that's who I am to the deepest level. And so I don't feel like a fraud when it comes to that. When I sit down, I tell myself, I don't know all the answers, but I care about this person. And I forget about myself. And once I forget about myself, it's game on. You with me on that? I'm following. Man, Spence, that that got my blood. <laughs> that got my blood boiling. That that. Wow, that got my blood boiling. So I I'd say <laughs> that answered my question better than I could have even imagined. And the next question, and you already essentially answered that, mm. but it riff on it a little bit more you said one of the things you wish you would have done more is get more reps one-on-one -on -one with people wouldn't say that's a mistake learning lesson you do a lot of that now mm -hmm. and the second thing i heard in that because i'm listening <laughs> is that <laughs> you said you're not a phony and you believe in everything you're saying so that kind of ties in with my next question mm -hmm. latter question mm -hmm. of confidence mm. So this first question is, what is one or maybe a few big mistakes or mistakes that a young coach can make getting into this? The fitness industry is, is a weird industry to be in. Health, wellness, fitness, all of that under the same umbrella of trying to influence others. And that's a word that's thrown around mm -hmm. a lot, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Externally, there's so many ways that a young coach can be influenced themselves. 
to believe that that's how they should be. Social media can be a great force for good. That's what we're trying to do right here. It can also be an absolutely devastating force for dysfunction. It's a slippery slope as a young coach to say, well, I see this person and I've been influenced by them. Ergo, that's the direction I'm going to go. And so I think a, a good way to mitigate making mistakes is to figure out what you want to be confident in. Do you want to be confident that Jesus put two Christmas hams on the backside of your body and you're good at taking bathroom pictures at Equinox? <laughs> Man, that's gonna be that's gonna be something that at some point is gonna be hard to keep up. And so the answer to that question is what's something that you can fall in love with for the rest of your life? Because I we could we could spend hours me telling you someone that had a similar journey to me. I got into this because I loved exercise. I got into this because I love working out. That's probably how most of us get into it. And it's a fine start. I feel like that's that's probably how the journey begins. It's like, whoa, man, this thing's really cool. Like there's lots of these parts that I find fascinating and interesting, and I love doing it myself. And again, that's how I started. So I'm not, I'm not casting shade. I'm not throwing rocks. I think it's a natural progression. But at some point, you have to come up with something deeper that you want to be a part of, something that's not going to be fleeting or short-lived. And a, a great way to say that is if the focus is on you, I don't think you're going to make it. I've seen guys at open gyms, and they don't come out and say this overtly, but you know it's the chance show. You go into that gym, you look around, be like, oh, it's about, it's about this that, is about that dude. Yeah. And and so, okay, you know, anytime you enter a new environment, it's like, well, how do I how do I successfully enter this environment? Okay, I just gotta be a big fan of that guy. Hmm. And heck, man, maybe some of those places will stand the test of time and I'm wrong, but that doesn't feel like a great route for me. So focusing on yourself, that's going to be a hard game to play. Focusing on the collective we, that's where all of the focus is on this thing that we're doing together. It's not a bad route either. The advice I would give is to even stay away from that and to focus on them focus on the person focus on the client um, because that's a that's a cup that never overflows like you can you can keep drinking from that yeah and you never get tired of that so I think to maybe a good way to sum that up put the blinders on and quit looking around at what everybody else is doing and figure out what's going to be the thing that will sustain you for this journey that is not easy for a long time and so I think there's more similarities to being a man of the cloth mm. and getting into ministry here 
you doing it for the likes? And I, I don't know any personally, but there's probably some pastors and preachers who's like, I mean, I love Jesus, but yeah, I'm, you know, I really want to be popular. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I think that's personally for me, not something that I could keep up long term. So yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'll say this one last thing. You're you're not entering into this industry at the end of the day, you shouldn't, then a deep desire to help people. No one becomes an accountant because they're fans of just, you know, like spreadsheets. They do it because, hey, that's a job, and I think I'll be good at that. But where this becomes tricky is, is it's also a hobby. And so I think you need to separate that part and say, hey, there's this way that I express myself. There's this way that I'm really passionate about this, but I don't want that to bleed over or think that people are here because of that. People aren't here because I'm in great shape. Yes, be in great shape. The same way that an accountant can be in great shape. But how fit an accountant is doesn't determine how well he can do or she can do your taxes. Hmm. And so the fact that those things are so intimately connected, that's a really hard distinction to make. Be in great shape. Don't be a, a fat pile and say you're a health coach. That's important. But don't get those flipped. Don't get those flipped to think somebody's here because of this. And that's a good thing because it takes the pressure off of yourself. Pressure. Mm. You want to talk about that too? Yeah. Pressure can change you. It could build you up. It can shift you. I think what comes out of that is when you have that pressure, how do you respond to it? And what I mean by that is that confidence question I said a few minutes, I, I hinted on. And what does confidence look like to a coach? Health coach, fitness coach, coach. And everything you've just said sounds like confidence is I'm getting whips of that all through and through. Mm -hmm. so yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's turned into the theme of what we're talking about, huh? I happen to know the the history of that word. I have dealt with great insecurities all throughout my life, and so. For myself, I needed to break down what that word actually means. And what am I actually trying to do by be confident? Is it blindly going in some direction with bravado and, you know, um, this self-confidence bleeding off of me where people be like, oh, man, he's really confident. <laughs> and... The answer is no to that. Confident, if you look up like the origins, and I'll, I'll butcher this a little bit, but conf, like confident means to confide. Like that's the root word, right? Yeah. To confide. And the, the prefix, C-O-N or C-O-M, it means something along the lines of to be with. Hmm. It means something along the lines of like together. And so confidence in coaching 
means that somebody trusts you, I think. Yeah. Trust you for what? And I can sum it up with, with this sentence right here. I don't know where we're going, but I know exactly how to get there. That makes me happy. Why? Because that's one thing as a coach, and I look back at myself a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, and confidence is something that we say we fake it till we make it. But at some point, that little insecurity or whatever you aren't super strong at or feel confident in, we expose. And it lets me know that after all the years you've been doing that, that you're human and you've experienced the same thing. So it makes me happy. Mm. But even at this day and age and today, as I just recently coached, I can say I feel confident. At some point, I couldn't say that. And I feel confident in the way I speak, the people I talk to, the interactions I have, what I say, even if I don't know where I'm going with it, I know what I'm saying in that moment, I have confidence in that. Mm -hmm. That's why it makes me happy. Yeah, and you know, furthermore, the theme here, and probably where we can close today, is that the more I coach, I don't think I got to be a know-it-all. I don't go into any type of interaction with, because primarily I'm coaching coaches at this point, right? I'm not going in saying, man, I got all the answers. No matter what they ask me, I'm going to know. I just go in saying, hey, I'm somebody that you can trust. I'm somebody that's here for you. And I'm down. I'm down for the journey. I don't know where we're going. Mm. But I'm down to get us there. And it's the same as I was having a conversation with my oldest daughter last night. And uh, we were arguing. <laughs> Actually, she was arguing with me. And she's nine. She's smart as a whip. And so her brain and her mouth are capable of doing that. And she's experimenting with it. And she could see that I was getting frustrated. And we stopped sat down, had a pattern disruption, right? Slowed our breathing and just had a candid conversation. And this is what I asked her. So does your dad have all the answers? She's like, no, daddy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I, you told me a hundred times that mm. you don't know everything. And it's true. If anybody's a parent, you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> but what kids know implicitly is that they can trust you. They know that you've got them. And that's why they'll listen. And that's why when we slow down, we talk about it. She knows that whatever her and I were arguing for, all I was trying to do was teach her. All I was trying to do is have her best interest in mind. And I was struck by that. And I think, you know what? Coaching's not that different. Getting to a point where there's trust, I mean, just like any relationship, really. I mean, you could apply it to anything. And knowing that, hey, this isn't about me. I'm focused on you. And I'm going to get lost in this process of helping you out where you'll forget that my skill set is even 
mm-hmm. the thing that you came to me for in the first place. Yeah. And that perspective will allow you to get smarter. That perspective will allow you to have more experience. That will allow you to to dig into these different areas as different questions come up. Hey, how am I supposed to do this? You know, that's a good question. I don't have the answer. Hmm. But I'm down for the journey, and I'm going to go research, and I'm going to get back to you. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. I like that answer. Versus being like, oh, man, if I'm the right answer, I'm in the wrong profession. It's like that's that's a lie that I think all of us – it, you just need to get over. Yeah. You're not supposed to be an expert. But come up with the right reason. Devote your life to this. Don't play the victim. And just keep doing it. I'm taking that and running with that. Okay. <laughs> those are some great answers. Chance, thank you for asking those questions. You got any more for me? I think that sums it up, Spence. Okay, maybe I another time. Can maybe, we do this again just please. like this? Okay. Oh, it'll be a pleasure. All right. We'll cap it off right there. If you're listening and you made it this far, hopefully that means that you're you're down for the same journey. If you're looking to be a fitness influencer and take butt shots in the mirror, please don't subscribe to this channel. Please, please <laughs> don't listen to these anymore. <laughs> I don't have anything for you. I don't I don't have much I can help you with. 